You're listening to the one of us.net podcast network. One of us.net and all of the shows on it are hundred percent subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to one of us.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. already right out of the starting gate i'll ride for this movie because it's got peanut butter in the title that that to me is a selling point it's like i'm gonna see that peanut butter movie chris peanut butter cox is what they call them they actually have (laughs) you say that in kidding but man there have been points in my life that like i'll realize two weeks have gone by and i haven't eaten a meal that did not involve peanut butter in some way (laughs) that is hardcore peanut butter love i like i it's Man, it's a way of life. You a crunchy guy or a creamy guy? I go back and forth, man. Yeah, I'm a crunchy boy myself. You know, I was, I was, I started creamy, and I spent a good twenty years just hardcore crunchy. Like where I was like, yeah, fuck you, creamy asshole, it's crunchy. <laughs> and one day it just, I don't know, something just shifted. Now I'm, a, I'm, I'm a creamy guy. We need that soundbite of uh, "fuck you, creamy assholes." Uh, <laughs> just get that out and use it as a drop. But I also used to be the guy I'd like fuck the natural peanut butter. That shit's gross. Uh, yeah, yeah, go through fucking gallon jugs like the like the stuff you get at like uh uh what do you call those things? Yeah, Costco. Yeah, Costco. Yeah. They've got those things that are like look like industrial containers full of peanut butter. <laughs> Is that just, drum of oil nuts? My peanut butter. My peanut butter. I just carry it with me in my trusty spoon. Uh, there is peanut butter in the Peanut Butter Falcon, but it is unfortunately not a documentary about the great thing that is peanut butter. Uh, the Peanut Butter Falcon stars in uh, – hold on. Don't get kicked. Don't, don't back away. Shia LaBeouf, mm-hmm. who is slowly on a redemptive path back to having a career again that anyone can take seriously after mm-hmm. quite a few, uh, unmistakably ridiculous real life antics. Yep. <laughs> the life of a child star turned adult actor is a rough one. Yeah, <laughs> it can I, be. I think Drew Barrymore was just called him up and said, cut it out. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I have some hints and some tips yeah. I can give you. Um, yeah. I've always, before we get too deep into it, like this with Shia real quick. Always liked him as an actor performer, like a rough patch, but he chooses interesting things. Sometimes he's like wildly like manic in them. And it's like, what are you doing, dude? Sometimes he's sort of brilliant in things. Um, yeah, I'm a fan. But he found a part that was actually kind of great for him in this yeah. movie. He is not initially the, our, our primary character. We meet, uh, uh, a young boy with Down syndrome. Not, I say young boy. He's a young man. He's in his, what, 20s? Mid-20s? Probably, yeah. Uh, Real-life Down syndrome. The guy, Zach Gottsagen. Got, got oh, he's like, actually, he's um, about my age. He's 33 years oh, old. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Yeah. Looks he, young. he looks younger. Yeah. yeah. But uh, he's kept in a uh, you know specialty home to deal with special needs yeah, people. Through, actually, through some sort of weird, like he doesn't have family in the state. It's like... Uh, it's near Florida. He's think, abandoned as near as I can. Yeah, so he pretty much, he's living in a nursing home because it's the best the state knows what to do with him yeah. at this point. His roommate's Bruce Dern. Yeah. You know, which is not the worst roommate you could think of to be stuck yeah. with. But he's understandably frustrated because even though he does have Down syndrome stuff, he's also like, he he's an aware adult who says like, I don't want to be living in a nursing home with a bunch of old people. Like, he has ambitions. He wants things he wants to do. He's I mean, frustrated by his situation. His ambitions are unrealistic, to say the least. Yeah, he's, but nonetheless, he's he feels very sidelined in this old, old phone. Zone. He's obsessed with the, like, I guess, 80s, maybe 90s uh, old videotapes of this wrestler called the Saltwater Redneck, uh, played by Tom, Thomas Hayden Church. Mm-hmm. And he's like... 
apparently this video he keeps watching again and again. He's like, yeah, you come on out here to North Carolina and I got a wrestling school and you come out here and I'll train you to be a professional wrestler. And he's decided that is his calling in life. So he's repeatedly, much to the chagrin of the very sweet woman who was in a kind of looks like maybe second in charge at this home, played by Dakota Johnson, uh, is constantly trying to escape. Mm-hmm. And they're constantly catching him. But he manages to actually get out with the help of his roommate and uh, some butter slathered over his, <laughs> yeah. his all-but-naked body to get out through some some, uh, some jail bars they had to put up on the window just because he keeps trying to get away. And wanders out into the real world where he's lucky slash unfortunate enough to end up in the boat of Shia Booth, who plays a kind of rednecky guy, but not necessarily in a in a you know um, MAGA sort of way. Yeah, it's in the classic thing for this movie. Like, it's he's well, a good old boy. Yeah, the movie's not a political in any sense, but it is showing you like. Red, like when people live with have a redneck, like swamp lifestyle, yeah. doesn't necessarily mean they're devoid of morals or right. stupid. It's just like that is a definite type of lifestyle, and Shai's one of those guys. He's a very impoverished guy who, even in his community, is not well liked. And it, we find that a lot of this has to do with the death of his older brother, who we only see in flashbacks, played by John Bernthal that he holds himself responsible for. Mm-hmm. And we find out more about that as it goes along. But he kind of went from a guy who looked like he was doing okay to a guy who's gotten to the point where he's going around in a boat and stealing crab traps from other local fishermen, one of which played by uh, Texas boy John Hawks, yeah. who's always nice to see. But Ooh, they're wow. all super pissed at this guy mm-hmm. and want to catch him and beat him severely. Uh, when he, in revenge for a beating, sets fire to all their traps, he is on the run. And yeah. it just so happens that young Zach is hiding in his boat at the moment he takes off. Mm-hmm. So these two end up in a situation where, uh, as Zach says, they're road dogs yeah. <laughs> on the way where, like, uh, Tyler's just got to get the fuck out of here. He has to get away. And this gives him, like, a partner in crime, say the least. And then also he has a specific area he wants to get to. I think this is the one kind of leap of faith is – at this point, why would he agree to take him? But I think he just has a soft spot for Zach once he meets him. He needs to get out. Zach needs to get out. He figures they can help each other get to out of the area. So he's like, all right, fuck it. We're going together. Let's do this thing. Right. And they quickly become partners after that. Right. I mean, Tyler's plan is to is not really much of a plan at all. But he's like, I'm going to Florida, which if you've seen Crawl, I'll listen to our review, you'll know is never a good idea, period. Yeah. Unless you're going to Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> pretty much not a great idea. But, uh, and North, apparently North Carolina, where, where Zach wants to go is on the way. But yeah, they're for, for good or bad, they're teamed up on the road. And this turns into one of those kind of charming, like male bonding movies, only where one of the guys has Down syndrome. Yeah, it's just like. And the other is a redneck, so they're kind of on the same way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's one of the, it's like a classic, like, tell like, misadventures, there's people in pursuit, and Dakota Johnson's also pursuing to try to find, um, Zach, and so, you know, who will get to them first, what type of ventures, who will they meet along the way, classic, like, it's like one of those, right after we got it, it reminded me of one of those early aughts, mid-aughts, like, when there was, like, that indie boom after Little Miss Sunshine, and stuff yeah. like that, where it's like, no, this movie's charming enough. It's cute. This is good. It's, it's fine. not it's good. trying to say a huge amount. Yeah. It feels like it was made by someone who maybe worked in one of these homes at some point. Who was yeah. like, there is a point that you are underestimating what these people can actually do and are capable of. Yeah, you for know? sure. And it's like definitely about like a movie that has like all those like 
feel good things like family, the family you choose, or what you're like, the conditions you're born into, like, you know, what your place in your life is. It is all that feel goody stuff and everything. Like, and it's not a spoiler, but like the movie, it gets a little dark at times. It dips in some magical realism a little bit here and there. A tiny it's, bit, yeah. Like it's, it's, but it's just very. It's one of those cute indie movies that is nothing just like, um, jarring. I'm trying to. It's find not the right triacly, word. really, but yeah. it, but it treads right at the edge of it. Exactly. You know, yeah. it never quite dips over into that. Uh, it's really just about whether or not that Cheryl LaBeouf and uh, this young this guy Zach can pull off these performances together, and they do. Oh, they really are so likable together. All on the shoulders of their chemistry, really. And, and Yeah, they have great chemistry. With, like, Zach, who's been chafing at the edges of everyone wanting to do everything for him and keeping him from the real world, and he's so thrilled to be out here in the real world and make what he considers to be a good friend, which yeah. slowly turns into exactly that. Mm-hmm. You know, Tyler is missing that part of his life of having a brother, of having an equal, having a real friend, and he finds it in Zach mm-hmm. and starts basically treating him like a normal person. Yeah. Like and and Zach's never had that before. And yeah. there's an interesting point when Dakota Johnson comes into the trio where she's having to confront this very part of it and doesn't know how to handle it. Exactly. It's like, she, like, she tries to put his shirt on for him at one point. She's like and Tyler's like, whoa yeah. Dude is like is an adult. He can put on his own shirt. Yeah, it's that thing where you butt up against someone. She clearly cares for him deeply. Yeah, she's very worried about him. But you know, if you've ever like anything, like you, she, she's treating him with like kid gloves, kid gloves, and it's like very like patronizing in the way she talks to him, and not in a mean, rude way. It's just in the way that she knows how. But when he's dealing with Shia Lewis character, Shia is just like this redhead dude is like, no, you're taking care of yourself here. Like we're pulling each other's weight, and that is like. A totally different way that he's ever been treated in his life, you know, in this movie. So it emboldens him in a whole new way to like take more command over. Like when she meets out with Zach again, he's definitely not the same. Yeah, like Shia LaBeouf has changed Zach. Zach has changed Shia LaBeouf, and that's what the whole movie's about, really. And it's like her when she gets there, she has to confront, like, "Oh my god, like I care about him, but I haven't been treating him with any real respect," kind of thing, right? Um, and yeah, that's. In a nutshell, we just kind of tied up what this movie's about. It's, yeah. it's hard to know what else to say about it other than the movie pointedly compares itself to Huckleberry Finn, which yeah, yeah. is totally there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a good portion of the movie where they are literally on a homemade wooden raft pulling down yeah. like a lazy river. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, okay, obviously this has got a Huckleberry Finn vibe mm-hmm. to it. Um, and there's some charming side characters who come into this. I kind of wish that they had done more to make me feel like... I don't know. There's a sort of plot element, uh, plot devicey about John Hawks and the, the other kind of mean guy characters in it that, like, Hawks is such a great actor that I'm, like, kind of wanted to see that to come to some, somewhere different than just, like, a fulcrum point it of the did story. It feel like, like, I mean, every time you see him in anything, you feel like he's underused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, it could have, those people just could have been faceless extras. They could have been played by stuntmen. You know, they just show up, cause havoc, and people got to run away. Like, and you have fucking John Hawks in there who's like so good. It seems like, yeah, why don't we stay with him a little bit? See what's up with this guy. You know, you don't like, he does bring a lot of depth to the little time we do spend with him Mm -hmm. um, because he's just that good of an actor. Yeah. 
Um, I will say I did recognize I wasn't sure and I recognized one of his like henchman buddies as the rapper Yellow Wolf. Yeah. Who's uh-huh. a rapper. I think he's from Alabama. He plays a character called Rat Boy. Yeah. And he's from Alabama. And <laughs> I, I was pretty sure that was him. He hasn't been really big in the music scene for some time. But then at the end credits and I saw Yellow Wolf, I was like, hell yeah. My early aughts, mid aughts rap knowledge is still, <laughs> and still there, on point. There, I mean, although, of course, uh, Thomas Hayden Church is in, in real life a wrestler, um, he does, in fact, come back into this movie along with several other real, much older wrestlers. Uh, Mick Foley and Jake Roberts both have... have uh, not huge roles here, no, but, but important there, parts yeah. to play. And I love when the movie gets around to including Thomas Hayden Church in it, other than just a character on, on a old videotapes. Yeah. He really brings something fresh into the last act of this film that, that is just fun to watch play out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I... I found this. I mean, this played at South by. It won. What did it, it won? Something at South by mm-hmm. uh, the Narrative Spotlight Audience Award at South by Southwest this year. Um, it's been getting great reviews across the board, but it's one of those movies that you go, there's no way you're not going to enjoy watching this film. I mean, it's yeah. a very pleasant ride. Great characters. Uh, Acting that is all about sort of like that buddy chemistry, but that's different than we've seen before because one of them having Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing about this film that makes it like an all-time classic at the same time. Yeah, it's it's very enjoyable and breezy. And I mean, I don't want to call it the novelty of, but like if people are concerned about the novelty of having a main character with Down syndrome, and that's a big plot point. It's definitely better than having an actor who doesn't have Down syndrome playing someone with Down syndrome. Yeah, and it's it's not really exploitive or novelty. It's like. It's very much a role. You know, it's a portrayal that he's acting in it. Like, you know, it doesn't feel that... I feel like someone could see the poster or see the trailer for this and be like, oh, that's, you know, it's manipulative and it's exploitive and it feels icky. It doesn't feel like that at all when you watch it. It's very well done. And it's telling a story and it's, like, very specific. There's reasons why this is the story. Like, and he has Down syndrome. It's a huge part. It's what the movie's all about, really. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, and his performance and Shia's performance are both, like, really good. Like, it's what the movie lives and dies on. Having said that, like you were saying, it doesn't go to a great dramatic depth. It's not saying this grand statement. It's just a perfectly charming, well-executed road dog movie. There's nothing hidden under the surface here that makes you sort of like want to analyze and think about it longer to puzzle it out. Everything is very overt and easy to understand. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a, in many ways, I would say a family movie. You know, you're just like, yeah, this is a movie you go with your kids and it's charming. Yeah, it, it is. Even though it is a little dark, it doesn't shy away from like, the idea of being impoverished in an area like this and like the violence that's associated with that. And like, I'm pretty sure there, is it a rated R movie? There's, there's a language. I can't remember. Like there's a lot of cursing. It doesn't feel like a cookie cutter, like PG PG 13 movie. No, even though it, it, it feels a little more like I was describing it earlier as one of those like feel goody, like indie movies. Sure, but it from definitely 90s, has, yeah. has a little more teeth than that as well. It's an interesting mix of that, which is one thing that is going forward. It's not, Exactly the type of thing you've seen before. It is a crowd pleaser, but in that, like you said, early aughts, late nineties, and yeah. the like Little Miss Sunshine sort of fashion, it never gets as quirky as those movies or Twee or anything. But I think it's it's very enjoyable, if not maybe a little forgettable, just because it's not reaching for a whole hell of a lot other than the challenge of making itself at all. Yeah. Um, but let's go to final thoughts. What do you think? Yeah, um, I'll speak on that the idea of it being a little forgettable. I don't know who the distributor is on this, but it very much feels like the type of movie... Uh, that, roadside attraction. Okay. It feels like the type of movie that... Uh, like a Netflix movie, which we say a lot about movies now that 
aren't huge movies, you know, like the type of movies, you know, romantic comedies, these type of little road movies, these buddy movies, these family movies that just don't get big theatrical releases anymore. And the ones of high quality, which this is one of them, it feels like it'll be on Netflix. I hate to say, I, I bet a lot of people listening to this won't see it in the theater. And eventually when it's on Amazon prime, you'll check it out, Yeah, which is good. You know, it, it's like the double edged sword of that stuff. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I've been loving movies like this a lot more lately because there's a lack of them. And having been on these reviews, getting to see them in theaters rather than maybe stumbling upon if the algorithm finds it for me. You know, right, like right. some of these movies, I'm sure there's a ton more. My algorithm would probably not look at yeah, this and I, say, I probably this wouldn't, is a movie that Chris Same thing. See. Yeah, I, I get a lot of action and horror. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> some stand-up specials. British dramas. And you got to like go digging for the <laughs> digging for the stuff that... You know, I still am a fan of. It's just not presented to me as much. Right. Um, so, yeah, I appreciated it quite a bit. I really, really dug it. I think the performances are really good. Um, Shia LaBeouf and Zach... Oh, what's the guy's name? Zach, uh, Zach Got- Gottsagen. Gottsagen. Their, their chemistry and their performance together is really, really good. It's what holds the movie up. Dakota Johnson comes in, and it's a type of moment where that could kind of break the movie going forward because you're breaking up this like buddy thing we have going but it doesn't it really like slides right in there she goes right with the squad and it's yeah it's just charming throughout i really loved it um i'll go eight out of ten sandy peanut butter face masks that you know <laughs> you're gonna have in the morning yeah, for the record, Peanut Butter Falcon refers to the wrestling name that he gives himself, that yes. Zach gives himself, which is the greatest, I mean, scientifically proven to be the greatest wrestling name you can <laughs> possibly It's a really have. good one, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can't think of much to add from what you said. I kind of agree with with everything dead on there. Um, if anything, I'd say if there was a real like issue, other than the fact, like I said, this is very slight, it, it's charming as hell, but it's not charming in that way that you're really laughing out loud at it yeah. or anything. You're just kind of along for a pleasant ride. And also the Dakota, um, I always want to say fanning, but Dakota Johnson, like she's good in it, but once they put her together with Shia LaBeouf, it's just the movie kind of gets sidetracked from a will they, won't they type uh-huh. thing that, that like you were pointing out earlier is kind of like, there's something about Dakota Johnson that she just uh-huh. kind of oozes the sensuality. Yeah. I was, I mentioned that it might be a personal issue because I just find her like very sultry and attractive. No, she, so I don't even know if it's the point of the movie or if it's just me being like, man, she is. She has these big eyes and very breathy performance that yeah. she gives. And yeah. And I mean, maybe she was just in too many sex movies in a row and she <laughs> hasn't broken out of the mold yeah. yet. I mean, it does work because obviously Shyla is very attracted to her. Like, yeah. the moment well, anybody so, would be. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's playing in that realm. But it does kind of, uh, not to a huge degree, a little bit sidetracks the movie to a point where I'm like, I almost would have been happier if that hadn't been part of this at all. Yeah. But, it is indeed not just a redemption story for, for Zach finding his dreams, but it's also about Tyler start, sort of getting back on track and joining, rejoining the human race again. Mm-hmm. I do think this is good. I don't know when I'll see it again, but I would definitely recommend this to, to like any, literally anybody in my family. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, this is a good, charming movie and I think you're going to enjoy it and you can watch it with pretty much anyone. There's a few moments of language, but it's not harsh really you know yeah it's, it's more funny the way they do it like you see like zach when he curses it's hysterical yeah <laughs> and yeah and was he in the movie makes mention that he just doesn't curse 
like yeah. early on. So it, it is kind of a big punchline when he finally does. Um, yeah, I would definitely. I watch. I'm going to watch this with my girlfriend for she has a big thing for Shia. There you go. Wait, someone I, does. Wow. Yeah, someone should tell Shia he's still got fans who are that big out yeah, there. She loves him. <laughs> I'll go watch Dakota Johnson. She'll watch Shia. We'll get out. We'll love it. I've, I've still not recovered entirely from his performance as Indiana Jones' son, but that's uh, fine. Um, I didn't hate him in that movie. He's not the issue with that movie. I will say. From this, from this couch overall, over here. no. Yeah, the fact that he was written the way he was was the problem. Not not, so yeah, not great. Yeah, but uh, I am going to give this seven out of ten industrial sized jars of peanut butter, <laughs> like the one you have next to you now. Shut up! <laughs> that was supposed to be our secret. <laughs>